Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. It is Sunday. It's 24 March 2019. Time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. And let's see here. I got a couple of uh, announcements. The first one is that I've had some guests down from Jacksonville. It's Eric and Jennifer Friday. And believe it or not, he is a conservative lawyer, which is very rare. I know one other up in Ohio, a friend, actually a couple up in Ohio, but very rare, and it's wonderful. They've uh, been staying at the house with me, and I, I met them there Friday, and uh, we've had some good conversations since then. It's been a real pleasure, and I appreciate you making the effort of coming all the way down to be with us. And they actually came out with us on mission work on Saturday, spent the morning with us, and then afterward we went to IHOP. I think I got a photo of that, which I'll include in the update. And come on up here, Eric, you come here. I, I just want to ask you a question here. Uh, just because I've had some great conversations with him, and I thought that uh, this is Eric. His wife Jennifer is over there. But uh, come on, you got to get down okay. into that box if they uh, can't in the see box. You. Um, uh, just really quickly, I want I just want to ask you what brought you and your wife to the Superior Word. Uh, watching the prophecy update, well, Jennifer found it first and was watching it, and um, as she watched it, and I started hearing from her. I started watching it, and then we started watching the sermons. So you, you have been watching the sermons? Oh, I, I've been Actually, I've not been watching these sermons. I have been watching, uh, once I found out how you had started with Church on the Beach, I started with watching the Genesis sermons. Wow. And I'm up to about Genesis 26 now. That's what I do when I, I listen to the sermons as I drive around the state doing work. Wow. Well, let me ask you a question. What do you prefer more? And this, I'm not trying to sure. put you on the spot. Do you prefer the prophecy updates or the sermons? Um... Now I prefer the sermons. I mean, initially the prophecy updates were interesting to me, but at this point, I don't, if I miss a prophecy update, I don't necessarily go back and watch each prophecy update. If I miss one, the sermons are what are my primary desire to hear as, I, as I'm driving. Well, I got to tell you, that touches my heart. I, I can't tell you what that means to me, and I had heard that from your wife, and I wanted to make sure that was the same with both of you, is yeah. that, uh, you know, because the prophecy updates are transitory, and they're they're something that are interesting. They keep us apprised with the uh, world in which we live. But the sermons are eternal. That's and God's my, word is eternal. The prophecy updates are more my Sunday evening humor. To, oh, uh, there you to go. Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy a good laugh at, uh, w along with the, along with you as you do them. Well, yeah, and that's one thing that you know I try to add some humor in through it, and that's because it's such a tragic world we live in, and the things we report on are quite tragic and so I'm glad you got the humor out of it but anyway thank you very much for making it here I've enjoyed and it you'll, he'll be here through tonight and then they'll leave tomorrow morning and go back somewhere else but uh, what a wonderful couple of people we have here so thank you for I didn't mean to put you on the spot but oh, okay all right let's see and then I have one more uh, announcement before we uh, start the update itself is that a lot of people know this person and you know I'm not trying to put anybody above anybody else but uh, this is a person that so many people on the Prophecy Update know personally or have uh, ordered something from her. As you know, I've, I've promoted several times the Grace shirts and uh, the things that Charlie Missy makes. And she had a stroke this past week, a very bad one. And uh, she is uh, not in really great shape. She's posting on Facebook. She's able to do that. She's uplifting 
on every post, but I would ask that you would pray for Charlie Messi because uh, she's been a really good friend and she's she's just a very kind and giving person. And if you have uh, uh, ordered something from her in the past, then I know you cherish it. But anyway, I just thought I'd let you know that we should uh, keep her in prayer. And uh, we'll get started with our first category, as always, which is Israel. And we all know, or if you haven't heard, you've been asleep, that uh, it looks like it's going to happen within the next day or two that uh, Donald Trump, our president, is actually going to sign uh, that uh, he has recognized Israel's sovereignty over the Golan. Okay, And this is something that... uh, uh, you know, until it actually happens, it could change with him. I doubt it. He Once he does something, he doubles down when people challenge him. The usual suspects are all over it, just as they were on his decision to do the move to uh, the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. <laughs> Russia says they will never accept this. And I tell you, that right there, before it's even done, they've come out and they said they will never accept it. They, What's going to happen, and this is just speculation, okay? This is Charlie Garrett speculating. This is not in the Bible. There is something that is going to draw them down. It's a hook in the jaw, according to uh, Ezekiel 38. They're going to come down in a great alliance of nations. And when this occurs, it will probably be because of something they find, I would expect, on the Golan Heights. Because this is Syria's old property. Syria came against Israel. Israel won that land in war. And it is right that it belongs to Israel. Okay, there's no doubt about that. But when uh, the Bible says that I'm going to make Jerusalem a cup of trembling, that's being done right now in the division of Israel and the, uh, you know, the fakes wanting to have their little part of it. And at the same time, we also have this issue. And like I say, I'm just speculating. I'm not trying to prophesy anything. I'm not trying to make any, you know, but I would say that probably the hook in the jaw is going to be billions of gallons of oil or something there in the, the Golan Heights. And they're going to say, well, that wasn't theirs in the first place. Okay. Speculation. Please don't quote me as saying that Charlie Garrett said that he prophesied. No, I'm just simply saying that there is a reason that they are going to come down. This is said explicitly in the Bible. And I, that would be my guess. Okay. It could be the other uh, natural gas wells that are over in the Mediterranean, but they're really not um, they, they, everybody knows that that belongs to Israel. It's on their side, etc. It could cause a war. Uh, you know, they're putting in the pipelines up to Cyprus and then up into Europe in uh, later on, and so they'll be connected. And they could shut off Russia, and Russia could get mad about that. So it could be that, but it's going to be something to do with stuff in the ground, probably. And my guess is that it will be because of the Golan Heights. Speculation only. We'll leave it at that. Um, Jerusalem Post. UN created a confidential file of alleged Israeli war. As part of its work, the commission placed relevant information on those it deemed responsible for human rights violations that could be considered war crimes, placed it in a dossier, and handed that file to the UNHCR's Michelle Batchelet. It asked her office to pass the dossier to the ICC, which is currently weighing whether a war crime suit can be opened against the Israelis. We found reasonable grounds to believe that Israeli security forces committed serious violations of human rights and international law. Completely untrue, absolutely false, but these uh, violations clearly warrant criminal investigation and prosecution. The Gaza report was one of seven on alleged Israeli human rights abuses, which the UNHRC debated, along with five resolutions calling for actions. We see this year after year they do this. This time they're picking that for their big 
push against Israel. Neither the U.S. or Israel spoke at the council, but its official issued tweets during the council meeting. U.S. Special Envoy Jason Greenblatt tweeted that the UNHRC would again attack Israel, but with no mention of the heinous crimes of Hamas, other terrorist groups in Gaza, which is exactly what has happened. Last week, militants in Gaza launched rockets into Tel Aviv, yet the UN has failed to pass even one resolution criticizing them. Israel's foreign minister called on the 47-member council instead of condemning Hamas as the prime source of violence and instability in Gaza. The Commission of Inquiry is blaming the victims of Hamas terrorism for acting in self-defense, which is exactly what's happening. And this is exactly why we left those crummy organizations sometime last year anyway. From JNS, experts reveal major fallacies in U.N. inquiry on Gaza report. Providing testimony on the report, a U.S. Army senior law of war expert, advisor, author and research professor, presented findings from a Jewish Institute for National Security of America report written by top former commanders of the U.S. Army and responded to structural, legal, and operational fallacies in the UNHRC hearing. Here's a good sentence here. By omitting from the UNHRC inquiry reports of the use of human shields by Hamas, the report incentivizes these terror tactics in the future. They're saying, we know this is happening, we're ignoring that it's happening, and so they're going to continue to use children and women right up in the front, and when they get shot, then we can blame Israel. And the risk posed to the civilian population of Gaza is exacerbated. If we are really concerned about mitigating harm done to civilians, we should be condemning Hamas's actions and this report. A national security expert, author, and former commander of British forces in Afghanistan, who testified before the UNHRC investigation and was present at the Gaza border himself, agreed the UN has played directly into Hamas's hand and the UNHRC is but an instrument of Hamas terrorism. This guy was right there watching this happen. This uh, report, as well as countries that vote for it, encourage Hamas towards further terrorism in the future. That's all they're doing. Adding that his personal testimony to the COI was completely ignored in the production of the report. There you go, fairness in the UNHRC once again. From the Times of Israel, this is mostly about America, but the last word of the title tells you that it's not only about America. U.S. to deny visas to ICC, which is International Criminal Court, officials who probe American troops, Israel. The U.S. will revoke or deny visas to ICC personnel who try to investigate or prosecute alleged abuses committed by U.S. forces in Afghanistan or elsewhere, and may do the same with those seeking action against Israel, Secretary of State Pompeo said. The Hague-based court, the first global tribunal for war crimes, said it would continue to operate undeterred by the U.S. action. Pompeo made good on a threat delivered by President Trump's national security advisor, John Bolton. The U.S. had already moved against some of the employees of the Hague-based court, but he declined to say how many or what cases they may have been investigating. We are determined to protect the American and allied military and civilian personnel from living in fear of unjust prosecution for actions taken to defend our great nation. He said any wrongdoing committed by American personnel would be dealt with in the U.S. military and criminal courts, which is exactly where it belongs. We prosecute criminals. The Israeli army does this as well. 
They need to leave us out of this because it's not like nations that support this type of stuff. Go kill your enemy when you shouldn't be, and then they don't do anything about it. We take care of our criminals, whether they're in uniform or not. Well, unless they're from the South. The visa restrictions would apply to any ICC employee who takes or has taken action to request or further such an investigation. Pompeo said, these visa restrictions may also be used to deter ICC efforts to pursue allied personnel, including Israelis, without allies' consent, he said. Good job, Donald Trump, President of the United States of America. From the Times of Israel. In significant first, <coughs> excuse me, Pompeo visits Western Wall accompanied by Netanyahu. Now, that may not sound like much, but I was talking with Jennifer about this last night, is that it is always the tradition when you see a U.S. leader in any high position go to Jerusalem, they go to, everybody all around the world goes to the Western Wall. Everybody does this. You always see the leader of that nation standing at the Western Wall, praying at the Western Wall alone. They are never accompanied by the officials of Israel or the officials of the Fakistinians. And the reason why is because then that implicitly says, we recognize you and your authority over this area. Our president sent Pompeo there and he said, you're going to go there and you're going to stand at the Western Wall with Netanyahu, which is, he is representing the president of the United States while he was there. So it was exactly the same as if Donald Trump had done it himself. This was a huge move that most people will not even know occurred, but that is something that our president purposely has done. Visit marks the first time a U.S. diplomat, together with senior Israeli officials, has gone to the holiest place where Jews can pray. Times of Israel. Trump said to sign official declaration recognizing Golan. I just talked about that during the prime minister's visit. He's coming to America. Israeli TV says the White House officials are drafting a document to be certified next week in wake of president's announcement on Thursday. Okay. And my thought is that this is really deserved blowback for that lady Tlaib, the Pakistanian that's in our Congress and Omar. They've gone out, they've embarrassed our president, they've said things that are uh, degrading of him openly, and I wouldn't be surprised if they themselves have precipitated this by him saying, you know what, you're going to act that way in the Congress of the United States of America, guess what I'm going to do? So we'll see where it goes, but I'd like to take a moment, I've typed up a prayer for our president for the week ahead. Lord God, we come to you in great thanks for the relief provided in the selection of Donald Trump as our president we thank you for the good week you have given him, vindicating him and the attacks which have come against him and giving him the courage to stand up against the world and to recognize the Golan Heights as Israel's possession. And this, not because they deserve it, but because you have given it to them as a possession. May he follow through with that in the week ahead and may the rest of the world willingly or grudgingly come to the realization that this decision was right and proper. And Lord God, we pray for continued strengthening of President Trump as he continues to face the brute beasts on the left who have no love for you and no respect for the man you have placed in this position of authority. And more, we would pray as David did so long ago that you would, and I'm going to cite a psalm here, break their teeth in their mouth, O God. Break out the fangs of the young lions, O Lord. Let them flow away as waters which run continually when he bends his bow. Let his arrows be as if cut in pieces. Let them be like a snail which melts away as it goes. 
like a stillborn child of a woman that they may not see the sun. Yes, Lord, if they will not come to you in peace, may they be removed from your presence in pain. You are just, you are holy, and you are righteous. Be exalted in their conversion or be exalted in their destruction. Either way, be exalted in the work of your hands and be with your people, the sheep of your pasture. Thank you, O God. Amen. Amen. Christian news today from the Christian Post. Nigeria genocide. Nine more, including children killed by armed men in Kaduna. Houses burned. So we've seen all of the killing and it hasn't made the news. Well, it's still not. Nine more people have been killed and more homes have been destroyed as Fulani violence in Nigeria's troubling Kaduna state has seen the death of dozens upon dozens of Christians in the last few weeks. From the Daily Wire, California bill would mandate that school IDs have phone number of reproductive health hotline printed on one side. Yes, California Assemblyman Jesse Gabriel introduced legislation that would require all schools, grades 7 through 12, as well as post-secondary, to provide on either side of the pupil identification cards the telephone number for, among other things, a sexual or reproductive health hotline. This bill, commencing on July 1st, 2020, would require those same schools and post-secondary educational institutions, if they issue pupil or student identification cards, to have printed on the back of those identification cards the telephone numbers for the National Sexual Assault Hotline, the National Domestic Violence Hotline, and a Sexual or Reproductive Health Hotline. Under this proposed legislation, a private Christian school could be forced to list on the back of their student identification card the number to a reproductive health clinic, which is generally used euphemism for an abortion clinic. This has caused a stir among pro-life advocates who don't want religious or private schools to be directed under the law to promote something they believe to be a moral wrong. From Yahoo! High schooler who posted Bible verses in response to pride flags is suspended for targeting Gay Straight Alliance Club. Student in Ohio claims she received a day of in-school suspension after she hung Bible verses on walls and lockers in response to LGBTQ LMNOP pride flags decorating the halls. She also alleges that her principal said she was targeting the organization, so she knows what this girl was thinking. When I got to school, I see where there are pride flags, posters around my school, and I felt the need to write down some Bible verses so I could put them around my school. I wrote them down, and I put them around the lockers, the walls. She said that when she was returning from lunch, she witnessed her teachers taking down the Bible verses. The next day, I got called to the office where there's a letter that says I have an ISS, which is an in-school suspension. And the reason why I have it is because abuse of others, disrespect, rudeness, because I put up Bible verses targeting the GSA org. I don't know what the GSA org was or meant. She noted that she had seen that there were people in my school that needed help. They don't need to be living in the confusion of wondering if they should be gay, bi, lesbian, trans, anything like that. And I know that God is only one way that they can be healed by that. And that's why I did it. This is a young lady, and you just got to be proud of her doing this. I was not targeting any kind of organization. When she arrived at the principal's office, according to Gabby, he asked her why she hung the Bible verses. And I said, because I wanted to spread the word of God. 
And the principal goes, well, did you have permission? And I said, no, I didn't. No, you have to have permission because people do it a lot, putting post-it notes on people's lockers. So I just did it. Gabby goes on to claim that she asked the principal why, if God or Jesus is mentioned, it gets removed straight away while gay pride stuff is not punished. Logical young lady. She needs prayers there for... What's that? It's probably your suspended ghost. We used to call it, what, detention hall or something? Remember uh, the movie, um, uh, what was it? uh, Come on, the... The Breakfast Club. Thank you. That's probably what it is. But she probably sat alone. She had a, you know, she didn't get all of the dancing and party that the Breakfast Club got. Yes. Um, from Islam today. JNS. This is really actually an important article. Egyptian officials to Hamas leaders. Israel will destroy you and we won't do a thing to stop it. Shortly after sirens blared across central Israel and a loud boom overhead shook the area, senior Egyptian intel officers became outraged. They were there in a Hamas meeting with Hamas officials in Gaza. Just so you know, they leveled at Hamas leaders Yahya Sinwar and Ismail Haneyah. If Israel decides to launch a comprehensive military operation in Gaza, we won't do a thing to stop it. They were there when those missiles were sent out of the area. Even if it decides to simultaneously topple Hamas and conquer the Gaza Strip. The dramatic exchange was relayed to Israel Hayom by a senior Egyptian official who attended the meeting. The atmosphere at the start of the meeting was very relaxed and cordial. A short while before the meeting, we had returned from Israel with answers. We believed Hamas would accept them and facilitate a more stable and long-term ceasefire. A few minutes later, an assistant to the Egyptian delegation entered the meeting room with a worried look on his face and handed the Egyptian delegation leader his cell phone. The smiles were immediately replaced with grim faces. The delegation's head turned to Sinwar, livid, and told him, how far do you think you will get with this double game of yours? We are sitting here to hammer out details of a ceasefire with Israel, and behind our backs, you are authorizing your people to fire missiles at Tel Aviv. The tone grows even more tense, the Egyptian official continued. According to the Egyptian official, Haneye and Sinwar were no less surprised than the Egyptians upon hearing about the missile launch at central Israel. Hamas is not behind the launch, Sinwar reportedly told his Egyptian guests, adding that his organization would conduct a thorough investigation to find those responsible. Sinwar asked the Egyptian officials to contact Israeli leaders and inform them that no order had been given to fire rockets at Israel, and certainly not at Tel Aviv. So they're trying to get the Egyptians to do the dirty work so they can bomb without even being blamed for it. The Egyptian intelligence officials were unconvinced and continued to assail Sinwar. You are lying. The blood of Gazans who will be hurt in the Israeli response is on your hands. This didn't make the UNHCR report, did it? By your own hands, you will bring about the destruction of Gaza and the fall of your regime, and you also gambled with our own safety in Gaza by shooting at Tel Aviv while we are here. Imagine that. And some uh, Egyptian actually gave this to the Israelis to tell them. That's how upset they were. I, that's an important article there. Yes, you know what? As I've said before, Egypt is not mentioned in the Gog-Magog battle is coming against Israel. Well, here you see the, uh, the setup for that right here another time. From Jerusalem Post, U.S. ambassador causes German to deport PFLP terrorist from country. Good job, America, for pointing this out. 
the uh, this is a lady that used to live in America, and we actually kicked her out of the country. I talked about it about a year, maybe a year and a half ago on the update. The German government canceled an event with a convicted Fakistinian terrorist who murdered two Israeli students following a strongly worded statement from U.S. Ambassador Richard Grinnell that was prominently featured in the nation's daily newspapers. Berlin's Department for Interior announced in a statement that they had barred Rasmea O'Day from speaking in the capital and revoked her visa. The German authorities said O'Day must immediately leave the Schengen area that is comprised of 26 European nations, according to the Interior Department's statement. O'Day was barred from speaking because the political activity of a foreigner may be limited or prohibited as far as it affects the political decision-making in the Federal Republic of Germany or the peaceful coexistence of Germans and foreigners or of various groups of foreigners in the federal territory, public safety and order or other significant interests of the Federal Republic of Germany or endangered. In other words, the... uh, U.S. ambassador reminded them of their own laws. From the Daily Caller, Minnesota Democrats reportedly want Ilan Omar out, but she blames Trump. Yeah, Democratic Minnesota Rep. Ilan Omar blamed President Trump after reports that members of the Minnesota Democrat Party are considering removing her from congressional office for her repeated anti-Semitic statements. I'm sorry, Mr. Trump, Omar tweeted in response to the reports. I am for real, and you can't Muslim ban us from Congress. Had nothing to do with him. Absolutely nothing. Minnesota Dems are reportedly dismayed that Omar has made a string of bigoted comments about Jews, which have received massive condemnation from both sides of the aisle. Consequently, members of the state party are looking for someone to contest her nomination in 2020 and run a different candidate in her place. Wouldn't that be nice? From Mongolia, from the New York Times, I'm going to give you the title and then I'll tell you about it. How much do you know about Mongolia? It's a five question quiz. I got 100%. If you want to uh, have it and take it, send me uh, an email and I'll send you the link or just type it in New York Times. How much do you know about Mongolia? And uh, there you go. I got 100 because we have an update every week on Mongolia. Daniel 12 Technology. Mail online. (laughs) Surgeon performs world first remote brain surgery on a Parkinson's patient 1,800 miles away using machines controlled over the 5G mobile network. This is in China, from low China up to high China, or whatever, South China to North China, whatever you want to say. Dr. Ling Zipei, and I know I pronounced that wrong, but I don't care, from Beijing is believed to have done the remote control operation. He put a deep brain stimulation implant into a patient with Parkinson's disease. But at the time, he was in the city of Sanya on an island off China's south coast. He says the technology will help treat people who live in remote areas. Very cool. Business Insider. Intel and the Department of Energy are building America's first exascale supercomputer, a computer capable of a quintillion calculations per second. Intel said that it would build the U.S.'s most powerful supercomputer so fast that it could process one quintillion, which is one billion times one billion calculations per second. To put that in perspective, look at Charlie Garrett's brain. Oh, no, it doesn't say that. If every person on Earth did one calculation, say a math problem involving algebra, per second, 
It would take everyone over four years to do all the calculations Aurora could do in one second. Intel and the U.S. Department of Energy said Aurora would be the U.S.'s first exascale computer with a performance of one exaflop when it's completed in 2021. That kind of number-crunching brawn the computer's creators hope will enable great leaps in everything from cancer research to renewable energy development. Aurora is set to be developed by Intel and its subcontractor. Does anybody know the subcontractor of Cray Computers, the big standard in computers? Yes, Cray at the Energy Department's Argonne National Laboratory in Chicago. It would far surpass the abilities of supercomputers today. When it is finished, the supercomputer should be able to do space simulations, drug discovery, and more. The government said it planned to use it to develop applications in science, energy, and defense. Aurora could be used by universities and national labs. For example, it could be used to safely stimulate and test weapons without actually setting them off or endangering people, or design better batteries, wind power systems, or nuclear reactors. It could also be used to better understand earthquake hazards and model the risks of climate change. It could even be used for, re- what's that? Whatever that, means. Whatever that means. It could even be used for research on cancer, cardiac issues, traumatic brain injuries, and suicide prevention, especially among veterans. The supercomputer will be designed to apply large-scale data analytics and machine learning to understand the risk factors for these kinds of physical and mental health problems to help prevent them. Great stuff. We'll see if it actually comes about. Revelation plagues today. Market watch. More Americans under the age of 40 are having heart attacks. Heart attack rates are rising for adults under 40. Researchers found after comparing data of heart attack survivors aged 41 to 50 with those survivors who were 40 and younger. In fact, the proportion of heart attack patients under age 40 has been climbing 2% every year for the last 10 years. The researchers tried to unearth the risk factors explaining the rise and said substance abuse might share part of the problem. The youngest patients were more likely to use marijuana and cocaine compared to slightly older counterparts even if they drank less alcohol. Many people think that a heart attack is destined to happen, but the vast majority could be prevented with earlier detection of the disease and aggressive lifestyle changes and management of other risk factors. A doctor advised a good diet, exercising, avoiding tobacco, and swearing off cocaine and marijuana because they're not necessarily good for your heart. Yeah, it makes sense to me. From SIDRAP, DRC Ebola total rises by four as survey shows high vaccine acceptance. Lab tests have confirmed, excuse me, have confirmed Ebola infections in four more people from four different locations in the DRC. The country's health ministry said in other developments, a new survey conducted among residents of the DRC's Ebola hit region found that the vaccine was well tolerated and had high acceptability. The new cases pushed the outbreak total to 936 cases, which includes 871 confirmed and 65 probable infections. Four more people died from their infections since the outbreak began. 591 people have died from Ebola. So 936 minus 591. That's a very high lethality rate. For morality, Christian Post, feminists, conservatives, lesbians urge Congress to scrap Gender Identity from Equality Act. 
the lesbians, they can't get along with their own group because they're losing their own rights because of this insane agenda which is going on. A coalition of radical feminists, lesbians, and, believe it or not, politically conservative women are petitioning the government to scrap gender identity in federal civil rights legislation that's being considered in Congress. The inclusion of this into the Equality Act, these women say, erases sex-based protections Feminists and others have fought for in previous decades. Oh, the irony of that. And women as a category are essentially scrubbed from the law, which is exactly what's been happening. Women and girls face increased risk of exploitation by predatory males who will use gender identity to invade their private spaces they maintain which we've seen over in England, in the jails, etc., the hospitals, both the radical feminist organization Women's Liberation Front, a left-wing radical feminist organization, and the Hands Across the Aisle Coalition, a bipartisan group of women resisting transgender activism and ideology together, despite profound differences on other issues, issued statements denouncing the Equality Act as a full frontal assault on women and girls. From the Christian headlines, Iowa Supreme Court, Medicaid must provide coverage for sex change surgery. Iowa has to pay for it now. Iowa's Supreme Court has unanimously ruled that the state can no longer ban Medicaid recipients from receiving sex reassignment surgeries through taxpayer funds, deeming the surgeries medically necessary. Because this person is crazy and wants to change their gender, they have to pay for it because it's medically necessary. The district court agreed with the plaintiff's argument that the surgeries are necessary for the health of individuals suffering from gender dysphoria. There you go. Our other category today from the Washington Examiner. President Trump donates quarterly salary to the Department of Homeland Security. That's a nice little jab in everybody's side. Good job, President Trump. The department is charged with carrying out Trump's policies on immigration and border security, and the department's funding was central to a 35-day partial government shutdown that ended in January. During the shutdown, agency employees weren't paid on time as Trump sought to convince Congress to provide billions of dollars in funds for a border wall along the U.S.-Mexico border. While the press doesn't like writing about it, nor do I need them to, I donate my yearly presidential salary of $400,000 to different agencies throughout the year. This to Homeland Security, Trump wrote on a Twitter. He added, if I didn't do it, there would be H-E double uh, hockey sticks to pay from the fake news media. So he's right. It it doesn't matter what he does. If he doesn't do it, they're going to blame him. If he does do it, they ignore him. So Fox. Newark's mayor exploring universal basic income programs. So if you're in Newark, you want to, or if you want to get free money, just move to Newark. Getting a paycheck for doing nothing could be in the future for residents of New Jersey's largest city. They already get paid for doing nothing. If they're on welfare and if they're on uh, food stamps, they're just sitting around. I know because I'm there every week of my life on Saturday. I see what goes on, but now they're going to get extra money to just go blow. Newark Mayor Ross Baraka said the city is going to study a pilot program to provide a universal basic income or basically guaranteeing income for all residents, whether they have a job. We believe in universal basic income, especially in a time where studies have shown that families that have a crisis of just $400 in a month may experience a setback that may be difficult, even impossible to recover from. There has not been, here it is, 
a successful long-term universal basic income program. All of them have failed. Every one of them. But he's going to make it work this time. Of course. A small... The what? They just didn't do it right. They just didn't do it right before, but this guy's got it figured out how to do it. The small basic income program that was tested in Finland was ended after one year. From Breitbart, USA Today suggests ending the national anthem, a lazy excuse for patriotism. In her March 14th editorial, Amour insists that since the anthem is not played at the start of a movie or a stage play, then it should not be played at a baseball game or a football game. Standing for the anthem, Armour exclaims, does not really demonstrate love for the country or the flag or show gratitude for those who serve in the armed forces. Armour also insists that we should get rid of the anthem because the country has a great divide that the anthem cannot bridge, and it is lazy. The anthem is also a fawed display of national pride, she says. Zero Hedge, this is the peanut head-itis of the left in our world yep. today. Zero Hedge says, um, Poland's Fort Trump, a reality, serious offer for permanent U.S. base. This has got to make the liberals absolutely yeah. crazy. U.S. base negotiated Poland's push to house a major permanent U.S. military base dubbed last year by Polish President Duda as Fort Trump is a big step closer to becoming a reality after a top U.S. defense official met with Polish counterparts in Warsaw to negotiate an offer. U.S. Defense Undersecretary for Policy John Rood led a delegation to the former Soviet satellite country and longtime East European defense ally to discuss the U.S. robust offer to establish a permanent facility on Polish soil. The poll, yes, it is good stuff. The polls previously vowed to pay $2 billion for a base that could host a division-sized installment of U.S. forces, which the U.S. has called very generous, though likely to fall short of the total cost for such a base. We have come forward with what we think is a very serious, robust offer, and we're working out something of the technicalities. When we hope to have a solid foundation to work from, having come out of this meeting, Though the idea of a permanent U.S. base in Poland has been floated for years, especially after the Russian-Ukraine conflict grew hot, last September's official visit between Presidents Duda and Trump at the White House gave it real momentum. Duda had dropped the surprising proposal during a press meeting, suggesting it could be called Fort Trump, to which Trump grinned and appeared to nod in approval. Good job, President Trump. Nail Online, Connecticut judge rules that families of Sandy Hook victims can, anybody? We've got, that's right, we've got a gun lawyer in our audience today. If you need to know anything about the gun laws in the, the state of Florida, or, you know, if you, not accidentally, if you use your gun and you shoot somebody in self-defense or whatever, immediately you need to contact this individual because this person handles this specifically. Anyway, I won't go any deeper than that, but you know this, and um, yes, AR-15 rifle manufacturers. This is the stupidest yep. thing I have ever seen in my life. That's like saying that a person that, uh, uh, you know, you can sue Ford because somebody drives their car over 10 people in, you know, uh, down at the beach or something. It's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Anyway, we'll read it. Remington, after their uh, gun was used by Adam Lanza to murder 20 children and six adults... Gunmakers can be held legally responsible for mass shootings, a court has ruled. 
The Connecticut Supreme Court accepted a lawsuit filed by Sandy Hook victims. The lawsuit states Remington's marketing glorified the AR-15 Bushmaster rifle. It deliberately targeted troubled young men like Adam Lanza, the lawsuit claims. Even if they targeted him because it's a cool gun, it doesn't mean that they told him to go out and shoot anybody. That's the fallacy of this. Car makers target young people with Mustangs and cool cars. And, you know, if you're rich, they'll target you with a Maserati, right? That's what people do. Mail online. Blind. You know, before I read this. We have the uh, sermon today from Numbers chapter 17. It's Aaron's rod that budded. You talk about learning your Bible and knowing theology. This is just another step in that. You want to know what that's picturing? People read the Bible and they, they just don't seem to care. They just go through it. And I've read the Bible. I'm done. I, I'm going to something else now. Great sermon. Mail online. Yes, you're waiting. They, they, they want to get done with the update so they can actually hear theology. Good job, superior word. Mail online, blind runner. This is, you know what, we talk about human potential and we spend our life frittering away our time in front of the TV or going to the movies or doing things that are just totally useless in life. And I'm not saying not to enjoy yourself. That, that I'm the last person on the planet because they know I enjoy myself 24 hours a day. I just play, play, play. But anyway, um, y y we all have potential. We all can do things. And this guy did something about a year, maybe it was two years ago now, I reported just a little article on a guy from Thailand that couldn't speak a word of English, and yet he had memorized the entire English language, and he knew that game at Scrabble, I think it's called, better than anybody. He beat everybody in the world, and he couldn't speak English. Humans have potential if you're willing to just stop watching 400 Prophecy Updates a week. Watch this one, pick two others that you like, and end it. Okay, get out and... Listen to this. Blind Runner makes history by becoming the first to complete the New York City Half Marathon without any human help thanks to his three Labrador guide dogs, Waffles, Wesley, and Gus. Thomas Panek ran along with three Labrador retrievers. He became the first blind runner to complete the race led by dogs instead of other runners. He finished the 13.1 mile race. Listen, he did it faster than I could do it with eyes. In just under two and one half hours, each dog ran between 3.5 miles and three to five miles. And Panek's pace averaged 10.5 minutes per mile. Wow. I couldn't do it. I'd be a little nervous about Waffle. Oh, yeah, you got to be nervous about Waffle. Maybe Wesley and Gus are okay, but that Waffle sounds a little sketchy there. Okay, we got a lesser here for you. There's no pride left in country or song. There's no mention of land, right, or wrong. We are losing our mind. There's no good left to find. Without God, our nation's not strong. couple ironies, and we'll be done. This is called Fake People. Okay, fake people. MSNBC, consider the source and what she has done in the past. Fake people. Elizabeth Warren, I have zero sympathy for the parents who cheated for their kids in college admissions scandal when she's lied about her heritage to get into college and get into Congress. And now she's trying to do it. One, zero, one, two, oh, one, fourth, one, oh, two, fourth of an Indian to get into the presidency. Fake people. Okay, here's another one. Fox. Minnesota police called for welfare check on man that turns out to be a cutout of Mr. Pillow CEO. 
They got a cut out of him standing in a window and they thought the guy was crazy and they called the police on him. It was just a cardboard guy. Fake people. Such is the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is the superior word and that is your prophecy update for the week.